Ramassé You already know what time it is. It's the Bronx Bias Podcast episode 104. We letting Beyonce run today because I've been heated, man. I couldn't wait to pod today. Hey. We got so much shit to talk about, man. I just want to talk over this shit. Like, I'll, I'll, I'm letting this run, but I'm going to keep talking over this shit. I've been so heated, bro. Motherfuckers out there who be talking about, oh, I don't fuck with Beyonce. Like, I don't understand how. Like, that it just got to be hating that shit. Like, you can't hear music like this and be like, oh, Beyonce's trash. Hey, I don't want to turn this shit off. <laughs> we got to turn it off, though. <laughs> oh, shit. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 104 of the Bronx Bias Podcast. I'm your host, my name is Denzel, and we are back like Jordan wearing the faux five. Man, I have been heated, man. Like, I can't wait to talk to you guys today. Today is going to be another episode in the style of episode 102. And moving forward, I kind of want to do a lot of my podcasts like that um, because I really enjoy just like the freeness of it. Uh, Former podcasts I would do, I had like a formula, like a real like radio like formula. We do the block segments and you have your intros and your, you know, you have your segues and your your lead ins and your teases. Like I was really mentally trying to do what I thought a radio show would be like in terms of like structure. But like now I realize like, you know, the the. The way I want to record is like just like we're just sitting somewhere talking. Like if you could imagine, I would hope if you listen to this podcast from now on the way that I want to do it, like it's literally like me and you sitting down next to each other. Right. Or me and you sitting like in a park or sitting, you know, uh, at a desk or, you know, it's our lunch break. We took it together and we're just talking shit. That's what I want these these pods to feel like now from now on so it's going to be like you know less less structure based less formulaic just more like yo i'm denzel what's good let's talk right (laughs) um 
But of course, we will always we will keep some of the things like that we've been doing since episode one, like thanking you, everyone. Like, so we will thank everyone. Thank you to everyone who tunes in, who likes, who subscribes, who shares and who supports. Thank you to everyone who is active and engaging with me on the social media platforms. I truly, truly, truly appreciate all you guys love and support. Thank you to all the essential workers out here still, because, you know, what's kind of crazy. And we'll get back to the thank yous. I got one more thank you after this. Yo, y'all motherfuckers out here acting like COVID just like didn't happen. And it's really like it's it's like annoying me. Like y'all are real act really acting like like COVID did not happen. Like the way I've seen the hygiene dip like it's disgusting, bro. COVID did happen. It could happen again. Like hygiene is important. So, thank you in advance to all the essential workers out here <laughs> cuz it might be another Nami, another wave, and I don't want that, but like people are really just wildin'. That's off on a tangent. And finally, thank you to all the people out here who are continuously using their voices to affect change in a positive way. We always, 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 always have to start the shows with the thank yous because the thank yous are very, very important. Now look, let's just get started. Let's just get started. First, I want to lead in by talking about my intro, Heated by Beyonce. Man, first of all, Beyonce's Renaissance is the number one album of 2022. Like, I'm not arguing with you peons if you if you really are trying to argue with me that it's something else. Like, I don't care how much you like Drake. Her loss is not better than Renaissance. I don't care how much you like, you know, SZA. I love SZA. It's not better than Renaissance. Anyway, Heated. Beyonce says in the song, I got a lot of bands, I got a lot of Chanel on me, but I gotta fan my I gotta fan myself off. I gotta fan myself off. I gotta cool it down. I'm heated. Fam. Like that's why I love Beyonce so much. This just is this is just gonna be all over the place, I'm telling you. Beyonce is one of the artists for me, like growing up that like her songs like she would sing about things that I was going through I really was able to relate to a lot of her content so like you know there's a lot of artists out here who have emotional content but like you used to hear when you were a kid you used to hear things like oh man this song changed my life or this music you know made me cry and then in your head you're saying like bro it's a song like come on bro it made you cry bro you know, it changed your entire life. It saved you. You know what I mean? Like, it saved you. Come on, bruh. But, like, you know, the older I get and the more life I live and the more people I meet and the more shit I go through, it's like, man, like, you really understand what other people were saying when they say this song really changed your life or this song really touched you or this song really impacted you or, you know, so ex insert thing here saved my life right because potting essentially saved mine um yeah but like beyonce is really good at that a lot of her songs i was able to relate to in a real way in a real emotional level um and which is great and beyonce is a virgo a virgo queen i'm a virgo moon you know what i mean she know how to talk to me <laughs> um but yeah for real like i've been like heated man and i don't know if you guys feel like this but like when it when the summer comes to the close, like when it's like maybe like the last few weeks of August, so let's say like August twentieth, and then transitioning into September, and where the summer really comes to the close, 
Like, do you guys feel more stress? Do you guys feel that? I wonder because every year when the summer comes to an end, like when it's coming to an end, whether I was in school, whether I was just working or whatever, I always felt more stress. I always felt more stressed out about uh, about like the f- maybe the future of the year or like just all the things that have happened to me up to that point. You know, the requisite effects of those, how much things happen to you day to day. Do you know, you know, we don't even think about that. When you wake up, let's say you start your day, you wake up out of your bed 9 a.m. And then you don't return to your house, let's say, at 9 p.m., right? 9 to 9. Let's just keep it round numbers. 9 to 9, right? But from that 9 a.m. to that 9 p.m., like so much shit happens to you. You see so many people, especially living in New York City. You see so many people, you feel so many different types of emotions, you see so many different things going on, different conversations, arguments, happiness, sadness, like you you have your conversation with your bodega guy or you go on the train, you see a wild shit on the train or you go to your job and there's a whole bunch of bullshit that happens over there. You go to school and there's a whole bunch of bullshit that happens there and then you return home and then you maybe you have things that you deal with in your house and like day to day so much things happen to you. Like, it is a cumulative effect. So, like, I always just am, like, worn down by the end of the summer. Maybe it's, like, less stress or the accumulation of stress and other things like life going on that, like, just wears me down. It feels like this, I don't know, like, this, like, this shell uh, uh, or, like, like, a turtle shell. Or, right, like just on me, and it just gets heavier and heavier and heavier, and it's and it's like, man, it really gets to a point where you could even see how it's affecting you, like outwardly, how like you're short with people, like you have a short temper, or you know you just don't have the patience in areas where like you need patience, like bro, if you're at the post office, the line's gonna be long. Getting mad at a long line does not make the line go faster. Right. Like, but you're you're you just have so much shit on you that these small inconveniences are becoming bigger. Right. And so. Like. So part of the part of that, my stresses of this year is like the shit that you just go through day to day, the day to day stressors and worrying about like school again, like school started now. Right. I'm I'm re-enrolled. I'm enrolled now. I'm taking classes again. I'm going through that, you know, rigmarole. I got assignments due. I got deadlines, you know. But uh, and I'm now I'm work and I'm working. I got a, a real job, like a job job, not a real job like a career, but like a job where I have obligations. I have to be there a certain time. I have to be there on time, you know. You, you and then you got to deal with the personalities at the job. You got to deal with the public, you know. So, and then you were in, and then you're in your mind. Right. You're worrying about your future or I'm worrying about my future. Okay, how can I make the small things I've done bigger? How can I grow more? How can I get a bigger audience? So all these things are like on me, like on me. And I'm just carrying it. I'm just carrying it around. And the shell is getting heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier. And what it forces me to do is sit down. And look in the mirror. It forces you to do that. And that's why I put, let's regroup. The Ha Ha Davis. I love Ha Ha Davis so much. 
He's a great comedian. Um, but his his recent uh, um, his recent posts of skits are about let's regroup. So something will happen to him in a random scenario, and he'll in his mind say, "Let's regroup. Like we got to regroup. We got to figure out what the fuck is going on." And really, like I had to regroup. Like I had to have heart to heart conversations with people I love and trust, and look myself in the mirror and say, "You know, Denzel, you're also part of the problem." right like it's easy to blame everybody else for when shit goes wrong that's the easiest thing to do that's the lowest hanging fruit oh it's your fault it's your fault that i'm fucked up right now it's your fault i'm unhappy it's your fault i'm stressed out but also you got to look in the mirror and say well what have i done to either help or hurt this right um people are going to be people you can't control people and as a virgo part of my chart one thing i love is control and I and I am really learning like you can't control things. You can't control people. You can't control places and you can't control things. All you can control is you and how you react and respond to your changing environment. And when you sit down and you really have that heart to heart with a person you love and trust, maybe a therapist or a close family member, or friend, and you look yourself in the mirror, you say, OK, well, Let's really examine, you know, why the fuck are you so stressed out? Why are you acting so out of character? And when you start to break it down, you realize that like problems and stress always are like that snowball running down the hill. Like, you know, the snowball running down the hill always starts as it's very small. It's the small thing. But then the longer it goes down the hill, the bigger it gets, the bigger it gets, the bigger it gets, the bigger it gets, the bigger it gets. And then when it finally hits the house, it's so, you know, massive, like a boulder almost that it's going to destroy your house. But it really started as a small thing. And so when you really are honest with yourself and you really have are, are open to these conversations and looking yourself in the mirror, you find that you find that what was that small thing that you let turn into a big thing and also you got to examine like how your routines have changed or how your how your patterns of behavior and thinking have changed what were the things you were doing when you were performing optimally in your opinion that you weren't doing now so for me when I look at me I've been working a lot I've been you know you know going a lot of places I've been podding a lot which is great but also the things that I have not been doing I have not been in the gym as much I have not been going on long walks that I love doing. I love walking. And maybe that's a New York symptom. I love to walk. Walking is so great for me. I put my music in. I make sure my, I got to make sure my headphones is charged. Put my music in. I just put my phone on shuffle and I walk. Like I love walking and that uh, walking allows me to it's exercise and it also allows me to like clear my head and like go through all the thoughts and Go through all those thoughts that I had to put to the back side of my head because life is happening right now. I had not been doing that. Had not been walking. Had not been um, going to the gym regular as regularly as I should. I had not. I've been sort of eating more junk food, you know, as a result of my stress. Stress eating, right? And like, you know, you see those shifts. You say, when when you break out of a certain way of being and you come into a new way of being. When you revert back into the old way of being, you notice it immediately. Like, and I'm only talking about me. And if you can relate to it, great. But I'm really only talking about me. So, like, 
you know, I went through a whole weight loss journey, you know, like I lost a lot of fucking weight, you know, and in that I noticed that stress eating was a part of the pattern. Eating to make yourself feel good was something that you would do, right? You got so much stresses of life, but God damn it, this burger tastes good. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I was like, oh shit, I'm doing that again. Like, nah, okay. So, you know, you got to really focus. And also, I had not been in school, um, I, you know, the summer. You're going through the summer and I'm doing summer shit. I'm partying. I'm going out places. I'm hanging out. I'm doing my thing. But also, school, and at risk of sounding like a nerd and alienating uh, the younger demographic out there, I like school. Like, I enjoy it. I enjoy being in an environment of learning. Learning is is fun because when you expand your mind, that is fun. Like you can't objectively say when you, it's obviously things that you're interested in. That is a key to interest. Like if you're learning about math and you hate math, yeah, okay. You won't be interested in that and learning will not be fun. But I mean it in the sense of like when you're really learning about shit you're interested in. If you're a person out there and you love cooking, right? And someone teaches you a new way to cook, that's fun. If you love cars and someone shows you a new way to fix your engine, that's fun. You're learning, but it's fun. And so, like, I realized, like, that part of my mind hadn't been been being stimulated, right? The new ideas or the new challenges part where school presents that to you. You got a week to do a paper about this. <laughs> How you going to get that done, Right. Use that mind of yours. Use that big brain of yours. You think you're so fucking smart? Well, be smart, right? School is that challenge for me. School is that like, you. oh, Denzel, where do you think you're that smart, huh? I bet. You got a paper to write. It got to be 3,000 words on some random ass topic that you learned about in one class in two hours. You think you're so fucking smart, right? Do it. Right? And that is what I appreciate about school, right? Like, you know, you you do get that overinflated sense of self. You think you are the biggest man. You think you're the big shit. All right. School is like that humbling, like, a word, all right, you, you think you're the man? Do it now. And then when you do do the assignment and you get that good grade, it's like school is like, okay, do it again. <laughs> There's another assignment coming. Oh, word, you, you got comfortable off those assignments? Midterms now. Oh, oh, word, you think that's cool? You got more assignments to do. You got pop quizzes now. You got other exams now. Oh, word, and you finally think that you're getting the hang of it? You think you got the swing of it? Finals, right? So it's like the constant challenge of your mind. And I like that. At 29 going on 30, I'm not 30 yet, I'm hanging on. I like the challenge of of how can I really do these assignments? How can I get this done? How can I use my mind and things that I know and my creativity even and do these things? And so if that's missing from you, right, you have nothing challenging you, you know, you're, you're going through your day-to-day -day life, but you don't have that source of, hold on. You don't have that source of, like, something to keep you in line or in check. It's like, you're missing that. You need that. 
And, you know, everything happens for a reason, bro. I swear. I swear. Like, everything happens for a reason. Like, you, I need it to. I need to be in school. Right? Maybe that's why it, it's affecting me that way. It's showing me, like, you need to be in school. You need that constant challenge. You need that to keep to keep your mind from wandering or to keep your your everyday life those stressors of life from really getting on top of you when you're focused on school and your goals that helps you then to power through all the bullshit stress but if it's like you're just going through the summer and you're partying and you're having a good time and you're going through your day-to-day life and all these things that you're seeing and all these things that all these personalities you're you're meeting and all the demands that you have from others and you know of your your real life and you don't have that thing that's keeping you on the path that's how like i suppose the 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 old ways of of thinking and behavior come right i guess i'm just unpacking this as we go um but yeah like i've been like when 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 school starts when school starts it's always that that anxiety of it okay can i do it but then like you get the hang you meet your professors you see your classmates and shit and you're like they're all going through it just like you and you're not so fucking special you know <laughs> you also need also i feel like i need school for that too bro it's not just you bro you're not the only one stressed out you're not the only one going through shit you're not the only one tired you're not the only one with problems right and these motherfuckers in your class are younger than you imagine how they feel imagine how you know, imagine how how hard it is to navigate life when they don't have as much information as you have. They're not as emotionally mature as you are. They have not gone through all the things that you have gone through in your life. You know, I could think of my life in eras, <laughs> right? They can't, essentially, because they're just still connected to their childhood. They're still more closer to their childhood than they are in their adulthood, Right. Like I can really think about when I graduated from high school, the 13 years that it's been since I've graduated and like the eras of Denzel that I've been in. <laughs> I was in my emo era in that time. I was in my, you know, self-pity and era in that time. I was in my super. uh, uh, uh What's the word? Womanizing era. I'm going through mad women. I was in my uh, high, super, just high maximum confidence era, which I'm in right now. Or I was in my like, um, you know, my my style of clothes was different. I was really influenced by the skate culture in the early part, like the early 2010s. The skateboarding culture I really liked. So I would dress like a skater. And then I was influenced by the ASAP, ASAP Rocky crew. So they were dressing like street goths. I was influenced by that a lot always been influenced by Kanye in terms of clothes so like if I was to look through pictures from 2010 to like 2014 I look completely different pictures from 2015 to 2017 I look completely different from 2018 to 2020 I look completely different then you had the COVID era right remember the COVID era that that block of time from like 2020 to like 20 let's even it to now right we're in the covid era how the world has changed how you look how you're dressing how you're going through your life right so like i have had the luxury of going through so many different versions of denzel 
when I take a step back and I look at these young motherfuckers who are so inspiring to me, I swear to God, I really love being in college. I like school and I love being in school because the mother, the people is really about the kids. F the professors and not F them, but like it's not about them. It's not about the faculty. It's not about it's about the kids. Like I'm really inspired by them. Like I really am. They give me so much inspiration and they don't even know they're doing it. They're just being themselves and being friendly with one another and trying to figure this shit out. You know, imagine, right? You adults out there, this is for the adults. You're 18 years old, you're in college, you don't know what the fuck to do. You got all this, you got your phone which gives you the entire world. You have access to the world through your phone. When we were 18, when I was 18, phones were not this good. <laughs> phones weren't this good. You got access to the entire world. And you're still trying to figure out who the fuck you are. And you got shit pulling you in all different kinds of ways. Right? Who? What kind of person should I be? What's important? What's not important? Damn, I'm hot now. Okay, hold on. Give me one second. Hold on. Shit. All right. Let's regroup. <laughs> you got shit pulling you in all kinds of different ways. And, like, you, you trying to figure out who the fuck you are. Denzel at 30, I know who the fuck I am. I know who the fuck I am. I know who the fuck who I want to be. And I know who the fuck I've been. Right? So I have that luxury of like self-reflection. So like what really inspires me about college students, and this is all back to the point of it's not just you, like in terms of like Denzel. It's not just you. You're not the only one going through this shit. And you have a lot of luxuries afforded to you being an older student, being an older person. So you watch these 18-year-olds and they got the whole world. They don't have so much uncertainty in terms of like the world, like the earth, in terms of like their future, in terms of like everything. And they're doing it. They have to find a way and figure out how to do it, how to do their college, how to figure out their futures. And so like it really, it's like grounding and inspirational to see a whole bunch of young motherfuckers just doing it because... Also, I have to give them credit, too, in this regard. When I was their age, I gave up. Shit. I gave up. I was like, fuck this. <laughs> I gave up. I was like, yo, fuck this. Like, yo, fuck this. I'm not doing this. Right? So, like, school for me is like a, and, and again, all over the place. I'm all over the place. I don't care. You got to follow it. Um, school for me is like good in so many different ways. It's like seeing younger generation of people figure their shit out. It's grounding in that you could really be have an overinflated sense of an overinflated sense of self. And now you need that thing to say, oh, word, you think you're that smart? All right, bet. Do this assignment in one week. <laughs> see how smart you really are okay bet you did that assignment do it again right you did that assignment do it again 
Okay. Oh, you did that assignment? All right, bet. Midterms. Right? You think you're so fucking smart, right? Midterms now. <laughs> and live and work and go through your day to day. So like I, I like that school gives me all of those things. The inspirational the inspiration of the youth, the grounding of keep yourself in check. Keep your head down. Keep working. You haven't gotten there yet. You're not the smartest man here. You're not the smartest person on earth. And also, like, it gives you a taste of your future. Like, bro, when I'm in that fucking studio in the college, when I'm in that fucking TV studio, that radio studio, I see myself in these places. It gives me that. So, you know, I guess maybe what was a, uh, a source of my stress was like when you're when you feel like you're just wasting time. So over the summer, when you're not doing those things, when you're not working that muscle, right? You know, if you don't work a muscle, it dies. So if I'm not working that muscle, then like it's it's pissing me off that I'm not working that muscle. And I can obviously independently record, and I've been recording with my guys at the TKG podcast all summer. But it's like you want that all that additional challenge, that extra motivation. You know, that's why working out is great. You know, I know guys out there like the gym is hard and shit. But like really, when you give yourself that that challenge, can I lift this weight again? And you show yourself over and over and over again that you can. You start to believe it. Man, I am stronger than this adversity. The adversity in this case is the dumbbell. I feel like I'm so tired. I can't lift it again. And you tell yourself, but you can do it. And then you do it, right? School. How the fuck am I going to do this assignment? Bro, you want 3,000 words in four days? Bro, you don't think I got other classes? But you do it. You push through. You, You find that perseverance. And you really show yourself how much you can do. I feel like college is not about intelligence. These get degrees. College is about perseverance and stick to And like, can you persevere? How strong is your will? I don't give a fuck about how smart you are. This is not a, a, a dick showing contest. <laughs> Google what that means. It, it really just means like a, a, a ego thing, right? Everyone thinks they're so fucking smart. It's not about being smart. It's about can you persevere can you week to week handle the challenge can you lift the dumbbell one more time right and so i guess i I, all i'm saying all of this to say right 30 minutes of blah 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 i'm saying all of this to say that was like a void i guess i was missing right The, the the being in that environment right i feel like a nerd like 10 year old denzel i feel like is like looking at current Denzel like shaking his head with disappointment because yo bro I really like school bro school is cool bro (laughs) you could be too cool for school but you could also understand that school is cool right I I always was too cool for school but I also realize now, I guess it took me this long to realize, like, school is cool. And it is great to be in an environment of learning. Learning is good. And I don't give a fuck how you young motherfuckers out there will look at me now. I am getting older. Yes, I'm going to be cornier. Learning is fun. It is. 
when you find that thing that you're so interested in, you want to learn more about it. When you get a new girlfriend, you love talking to her because you want to learn more about her. (laughs) When you get a new job, it's fun in the beginning. You're learning how to do the job. If you get a new car, you're getting the rush of being in the new car. I have to steer it a little like this. Okay, it's a little more sensitive on the gas. You're learning. Learning is fun. Uncle Denzel, Uncle Denzel is here to tell you that learning is fun. <laughs> but it really is. And, and so I'm happy that that void has been like, been like, uh, been filled. But like other reasons I'm heated, I've been heated like for like a lot of reasons. Like, so beyond just like the school aspect and the not exercising that muscle aspect, shit's been going on in the world that's really been pissing me off. Like, and I, and, and this is not the podcast for that. So I'm not really going to be talking about like world events today, but like shit's been going on in the world that's been pissing me off. The, the, the change in landscape of a lot of established things. I could riff on this for a while. So like. Music has been changing and I'm really noticing the changes more in like how how like it music is not music <laughs> and, and I'm in my old head bag. So like I can appreciate an artist like Sexy Ray Ski because I like that song and I like her and I fuck with her. But like if there's no just as a as a uh, contrast, I'm not trying to disrespect sexy red in any way because she is a musician and an artist but like if there's no more rhapsodies and there's only sexy reds then 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 like you lose something and what i don't want and what i feel like is going to happen is like there's only going to be um sexy reds and there's only going to be didi osamas and there's only going to be um let's say blue faces and there's only gonna be ice spices and there's only gonna be you know these types and then you lose the other types of music the other types of rap so you would lose the rhapsody you lose the even in a sense j cole you lose the kendrick you lose the you know the other type the earth gang the mick jenkins the odd future the earl sweatshirt People don't have a chance to rise because everyone's chasing. How do I be Didi Osama? How do I be Little Tyler? How do I be or Little Tyler? I don't know how to pronounce his name. How do I be too rare? How do I be these guys instead of saying, how do I craft my art? How do I establish myself and be who I am and let that come through my music? Right. The the way that you connect to music is Beyonce is Beyonce. She's always going to be Beyonce renaissance is amazing is because she's really saying like yo bro i need to love myself more because of who the fuck i am that's what the whole in my opinion that album is about your renaissance is when you find out and appreciate and love who the fuck you are unapologetically right cozy is a great song on that album i'm comfortable in my skin right i'm cozy right um and it's like These pods, I don't know how you guys are going to receive them, but I feel like these types of podcasts where I'm just all over the place are my best podcasts because I'm not trying to be anybody else but Denzel. 
I'm not trying to make any other type of podcast but the Bronx Bias podcast, right? And that's why it's the best version of it, right? I'm not trying, I'm not influenced by any other factor but what's in my mind and what's on my heart. And so the change in landscapes of music is like, okay, boom, Ice Spice is going hard with, you know, she's a baddie, she's showing her panty, whatever. She's shaking like jelly. I know the song, right? Or, um... You know, Sexy Red's going crazy right now. And so the young artist is influenced and say, well, I got to be Sexy Red in order for me to be where she is or in order for me to get on to the Met Gala. I got to be like Ice Spice. And I just feel like it's sending the wrong message. And I want y'all youngins out there who are creators to be like, nah, just be you, bro. And if you believe in you and you and you really working hard at who the fuck you trying to be, it's going to come out. You going it's people going to see you and people going to find you. And I feel like the the landscape of music is changing where like I feel like 2023 has been a very bad year for music. Very bad. 2022 I felt was great. But 2023 has been bad because I feel like it's everyone chasing what's going to pop on TikTok. Okay, how can I pop on tiktok or how can i be the sexy red archetype right the ice spice archetype even we got older artists falling into that trap Nicki minaj is pissing me the fuck off Nicki minaj has been pissing me off for a really long time because Nicki first was hating on all the up-and-coming artists who were coming up after her who were all giving her love cardi gave her was giving her so much love you know uh other female artists that i can't think of at the top of my head we're giving her mad love and she was hating because she would thought like they coming from my spot. But now it, I feel like she understands that so many female rappers have surpassed her in skill. Now she wants to try to incorporate what the new sound is. And she sounds terrible at it. Like what is her latest song? I don't even I don't yeah, I don't know. So whatever her latest song is, I'm just going to go off Red Ruby the Sleaze. Um, Cause that's the the only Nicki song that I can remember, like her most recent song that I remember, Red Ruby the Sleaze. And so it's a, just a sample. It's just a a, a a a sample that's been done so many times. The uh oh sample. Um, who do I don't know who we attribute that to? Lumi D or um, Nina or yeah, I think it's Lumi D. Uh oh, yeah, I, it gotta be her. Shout out to her. Um. That's been flipped like a thousand times. And then you're rhyme scheming. Oh, I'm Chinese. I'm Red Ruby the Sleaze. And I'm just like, yo, Nikki, you need to sit the fuck down, bro. Like, just sit down. You had 10 years to eat, bro. You ate for 10 years. You were the number one bitch for 10 years. No one ate with you. No one ate like you for the 10 years that you did. When you, when you noticed that competition was coming, you didn't say, I'm going to embrace them and put my arms around them. You were, you were, you were scared. You were scared by the competition, and now that the competition has surpassed you, now you want to embrace it. Glorilla, I would listen to her over Nikki 10 times out of 10. Uh, Ice Spice at this point, I would listen to her 10 times out of 10 over Nikki. Sexy Red, I'm listening to more than Nikki. Who else is a female? Rhapsody, I love. Uh, what's the girl? I think her name is like Scar or something like that. She got like a deep voice. I'm listening to her over Nikki. And I just feel like, damn, I don't even know where I was going with that. Oh, where like everyone's just chasing a certain sound 
and like even older established artists are losing their creative essence chasing that sound right chasing the sound that the label it, it, it's even like a label thing like the label wants that the label wants the microwave artist that i so i can sign you to a wild predatory deal <laughs> i can sign you to a deal that's wild predatory where you get honestly nothing out of it and i get everything and i retain all the ip intellectual property and in perpetuity that's that motherfucking word perpetuity that's that motherfucking word right there Ooh, ooh, that word perpetuity you want perpetuity when you the motherfucker who get the perpetuity. You don't want perpetuity when motherfuckers is getting that perpetuity out of you. Oh, boy. You motherfuckers are going to learn about perpetuity. Google perpetuity if you don't know. I want to name the episode perpetuity because I honestly just like saying perpetuity. <laughs> but, like, that's what the label wants. The label is pushing out the, 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 the microwave sound. Because just to be honest, if you listen to Ski Yee by Sexy Red, and it's a song that I do like, and I do like her. I'm not trying to insult her or insult her art. But you you will know that it's 2023. By 2025, she will be gone. That's what the labels want. They want to sign you to that wild predatory deal with the language in it like, oh, yeah, if you stick around, you could get this shit back. But they know because the type of music you're making, you won't stick around. There's going to be another, there's going to be a sexier redder, if, if that makes sense, right? So there's sexy red right now. She's popping. The label knows that there's going to be a sexier redder. There's going to be another one. So if you're just chasing the sound of today and the sound changes because tomorrow's always coming, then the label can capitalize off of you. You get a little bit of back end. You get a little, but the amount that you could make, right, the label makes, and then you're gone. If you have 15 minutes of fame, you got the rest of your life to live. I'd rather live a life of, like, consistent, like, consistency than, like, peaks and valleys, especially if there's going to be only one peak and mad valleys, right? Like, what sense does that make? If there's going to be... If there's just going to be one peak, and that peak is Ski Yee, and then after Ski Yee, there's nothing. I would much rather a consistent career, like, for example, who can I think of as an artist who's just been, like, super, just, like, consistent, like, just always consistent? Hmm. Who's just, like, a, a super solid? I don't want to think of it like like an artist, like an A artist. And I don't want to say you like a B artist because I don't want to disrespect your art, but like someone who's always just like a steady Eddie, who always just provides great content, never trying to chase an individual sound, and will who has more peaks than valleys because they're just trying to stay consistent. That's that's an artist I'm trying to paint right now. Um, who is an artist like that? And I don't want to say Beyonce, obviously she's very consistent, but she's operating at the highest level. So I'm trying to say like, like, who would be someone like that? Let's say, let's say just in my head, Vince Staples, right? Vince Staples is a very hilarious man. He's a very, he is so freaking smart and he's super funny, but like he just makes consistent, good music right? He's not trying to be an A-list celebrity. 
He's not Trump, but he's not a D-list celebrity, right? He's not trying to have the biggest house, but he has a big house. He's not trying to make Drake level music, but he's making good music. And he's staying out the way, doing his thing. He's ha- he's gonna have way more peaks than valleys. He's and but he's never gonna be like where the blogs are always talking about him. But he's gonna be just make that consistent. Like his career is just gonna be super consistent. He's gonna have a Hall of Fame career off consistency. He's gonna be like one of those guys in the NBA or in the or in the NFL who just plays for like a million years, <laughs> right? Who's never the best, but he's never the worst. You always want that guy on your team, and that guy's always going to produce for you. Who's in that? Who's a, football, a basketball player like that? So we think of, or a football player like that. We think of LeBron. He's been in the league forever, but he's operating at the top level. So like Beyonce, he's like Beyonce of the NBA. He's like, so he's he he's excluded. Maybe like a, hmm, maybe like a Paul George, right? Maybe like that. Like he's just like a consistent player. He's dealing with injuries. You guys know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I just went on like seven tangents for no reason. Okay. Um, <laughs> you guys know what the fuck I'm trying to say. I think that the change in sound of music, like people, consistency should be sexy. Right? Creativity from the heart should be sexy. Not I'm trying to be the 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 outward the most outwardly sexiest like i'm just going to sh- my ass is the fattest or my titties are the biggest you know my pussy's the wettest you know no i don't mean it in that way i mean it like cuz there's always going to be someone sexier than you you are the flavor of the week the week's going to change that is very just advantageous to the label um see i'm all over the fucking place <laughs> That, But what I'm trying to, I guess what the larger point is, is like, what's been really bugging me is like, young people are so impressionable and they're falling victim to the trap of, I just got to chase what today's sound is, not understanding and having the wherewithal that the sound will change. And inevitably, Drake has been awesome because he's been able to adapt with the sound Whenever the sound changes and he innovates, he's at the point where now he innovates sounds. But that's Drake. There's only one of those. <laughs> like, but um, like the sound. So right now, so like boom, the girls is popping right now. And I mean like outwardly like sexy. Ice Spice, Meg Thee Stallion, Cardi B, uh, the City Girls, Sexy Red. Like the girls are front facing, Glorilla even. And I like Gorilla too a lot because she'd be like, shit, I'm thick. Gorilla is like a skinny mini. She's so skinny. Little, tiny little thing. Look like she weighed 50 pounds soaking wet. And she'd be like, I'm thick. I don't give a fuck. Like, I, I appreciate that confidence. And that's why I like these types of artists because they're like so outwardly confident. I love that. Like the, the maximum confidence. Being so confident in yourself. You don't give a fuck about what nobody's trying to tell you. You know what I mean? Like, I like that about their art. And that's why I do appreciate them. But I understand that their art is today. Their art will not last. We're going to be thinking about early Little Kim verses for the rest of our lives. Because Lil' Kim was really trying to rap. 
You know what I mean? The song that made me fall in love with hip-hop at six years fucking old was the Quiet Storm remix by Mob Deep featuring Lil' Kim. Like, I still remember that shit to this day. In five years, I'm not going to remember bongos. I'm not going to remember WAP. I'm not going to remember that. So I feel like the, 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 the what's been pissing me the fuck off about that is like, bro, you want your music to last, bro. We still talking about Tupac to this day. We still talking about old Kanye to this day. We still talking about Nas to this day. We still talking about Jay-Z to this day. And beyond their current lives and what they're doing today, we have that reference to when they were creating some beautiful ass art. No matter what you think about Kanye West, the college dropout is still the college dropout. No matter what you think about Jay-Z, reasonable doubt is still reasonable doubt. No matter what you think about Tupac Shakur, all eyes on me is still all eyes on me. <laughs> you know what I you know what I mean? So I just want you guys out there, you musicians, and I suppose who the fuck is Denzel, right? Why would they even care what you gotta say? But like if you're a creator out there, man, just create the art that you wanna create. Don't worry about what these motherfuckers out here are trying to tell you what you gotta make. If you believe in yourself enough and you really believe in what the fuck you doing and you really putting the work in, it's going to come, bro. So just create, keep creating that art that's unique to you. Don't chase the sound. Don't chase it. Because we can, I can literally go through Apple Music and I can find, I can just type in like random year. I think Apple has that like yearly playlists. We can go from like 2014 yearly playlists with the biggest songs per year. And all the names of those artists who we don't even think about anymore. So, you know, youngins out there, man, just do y'all. Don't chase what today is. You dictate what your art is. And you always dictate that. Always dictate what your art is. Don't let anyone dictate to you what your art is. And if a motherfucker don't believe, you got to make them believe. And if a motherfucker trying to give you a discount on what your price is, you got to ask yourself, are you willing to take that discount? If you a million, you can't let a motherfucker buy you for $20. <laughs> that's a fact, though. Ooh, that's a fact. If you a million, you can't let a motherfucker buy you for $20. You're, you're worth, if you're worth a million dollars to yourself, and I'm just putting a, a ancillary number on that because humans don't have a value. But, like, if you're worth a million you can't let a motherfucker buy you for $20. <laughs> facts, though. That's facts. And that was a very long way of saying that. <laughs> but that's the Bronx Bias Podcast. And no one's going to fucking change it. Because that's who I am. And I'm going to create, keep creating like this. And whoever the fuck is supposed to listen to it will. And that's just how you have to approach it. So, yeah, that's just like a random riff on like music that's been like really been pissing me off. Because, like, you can appreciate the shit. Like, I like ski. I play ski all the time. But, like, you can understand how damaging ski is. Hmm. To, like, overall, the overall scope of music. Oh, what's up, Oreo? Oreo make an appearance. What's up, Oreo? You asleep. Now you want to be up? Stop it. Stop it. You want to lay down? Stop it. You want to come down here? Come. 
Come. You were sleeping the whole time. Now you want to wake up and now you want to be in my face. Oh, now you want to leave. All right, hold on. Finicky ass creatures, just like me. All right, now where was I? I don't even fucking know. We're just going to keep going. Um, So that was music. And that was stress. Also, I wanted to talk about, and back to music. Like, the first time, like, music, like, really gave me that, like, feeling of, like, man, I felt the song. I felt the artist. Like, it really touched me. Because, like, again, when you're, like, a kid and you don't have knowledge of the world, you're just like, man, shut the fuck up. Like, the song saved your life and shit. Shut up. You know, like, <laughs> y'all niggas so extra. Um, I, But I was having a conversation with a young person about this. And I, I really fuck with the young people out here, man. I really do. And I was really talking about, like, the first time a song really like impacted me and i feel like i have talked about this on the podcast before it might have been q a but i'm gonna talk about it again um it was the first time a song made me cry and it was uh what year was this i want to say it was 2020 and i had just come home from the doctor i went to the doctor it was just like for a yearly physical and obviously they did the covid test and everything i didn't have it i was negative but like it was just for the yearly physical. And, and uh, you know, the doctor, you know, the doctor asks you a lot of questions. You got to be honest with your doctor, you know, because if the doctor don't know what's wrong with you, they can't help you, you know. So you really got to, like, bear it. You got to tell them what's been going on. You know, you got to, like, you, it makes you go into the doctor. And I guess that's why men don't like going to the doctor. It's really, like, you're not Superman. You think you're Superman. Every man has that in them. Like, I'm Superman. And go, when you go to the doctor, the doctor is that one like, bro, you're not Superman. It's that ego check. You know, like you're not Superman. If your back hurts, you need to tell me that your back hurts because we need to figure out how we're going to help your back. Like get rid of that bullshit in here. <laughs> and so I had just come from the doctor's office. I had just had to bare my soul. I had to tell him about all my fucking ailments. And I'm walking home from the doctor. And I got my music on and Mary J. Blige, No More Drama comes on. And again, this is 2020. So I'm going through the transitional period of I had just been laid off. I was trying to figure out what the fuck I wanted to do. This is before the I think the podcast had just started and I had a lot of problems I was going through and I'd, I hadn't even had started. Uh, I was I needed to find a therapist and I was going through all this shit. And No More Drama by Mary J. Blige comes on. And if you have ever heard that song, it's one of the like, it's very slow. It's a piano and Mary J is singing on there. Mary J always be singing. She's singing. She's saying no more pain, no more drama in my life. And she's just singing it. She's sing, And Mary is one of those artists. That's why. And back to the, you know, diluting it. You don't want to lose Mary. You don't want to lose Mary. You don't want to lose Jasmine. You don't want to lose them. I hope we don't lose them. Because, bro, when Mary was singing, it got to the part where she was like, it was like maybe like the, I don't even know, the song structure, maybe the bridge, I don't know. 
And she was really singing like, no more drama. I'm tired of all the drama. She was really singing. Bro, I'm walking home in the street in the motherfucking Bronx. I burst into tears. I couldn't get home fast enough. Bro, I was crying my eyes out because I had really, I was feeling exactly how she was singing. Her her music and and that content really was 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 resonating with what was going on in my life. I didn't want any more drama. I was tired of the pain. And the pain was really affecting me. And so when I heard that shit, it really touched me and I started crying. Like I was weeping. Like like I just received the worst news of my life type shit. Bro, I, I couldn't get home fast enough. I felt like I ran home like Usain Bolt type shit. <laughs> but like you will, I will always remember that, right? That's the beauty of that. When Beyonce heated, like as has heated as I've been for the last few weeks, listening to Beyonce say, yo, I got to cool it down. I'm heated. <laughs> like hearing her say that hearing someone else say that re- the reminder of it's not just you bro i gotta cool it down i'm heated i got a lot of bands i got a lot of chanel on me but i gotta fan myself off you know i'm doing a lot of good shit i'm around a lot of great people and positive people and i got a lot of great things going for me but bro, I got to fan myself off. I got to regroup. I got to put my ego in check. I got to do that. I got to I got to fan myself off. I got to cool it down. Because when you let all those things accumulate, that's when it's like that shell of, you know, that turtle shell of shit on you just on your body my realization of like how much music can affect you and like how much it like can help you through emotional moments and help you through this bullshit that you go through in your everyday life is why ski ye and like munch and shit is scary right because you you look to musicians to be able to capture how you're feeling in a way that's easy to ingest. Music is very easy to ingest. It's, you've been born, you've been hearing music. You hear music on commercials, you hear music passing by in cars, you hear music on the train, you hear music everywhere. Music is like ubiquitous to the earth. So it's easy to convey emotions which are very hard to talk about. It's hard to talk about your emotions. You know, it's a lot of why a lot of people don't like therapy. It's hard to talk about your emotions, man. Because it makes you emotional. It, it, it's something you can't control. You know, when, you, when you're talking about something that really hurts you and you start crying, you don't want to cry in front of that person. You know, you don't want to show that weakness. But, like, you need to. <laughs> and so when you find the artists that help you do that, that's fucking awesome. So, like, Beyonce is, like, Halo and Heated and uh, Virgo's Groove I love. And, uh, um what's the other all up all up in your mind facts i love that song all up in your mind is all up in my mind and she just has a lot of that music kanye has a lot of that music for me 
Beyonce has a lot of that music for me. Mary J has a lot of that music for me. Um, Narls Barkley has a lot of that music for me. Like, if you guys out there, listen to some Narls Barkley. Narls Barkley was a group of CeeLo Green and DJ Danger Mouse. Very popular from like 05-ish to like early-ish 2010s. But really they peaked in like from like 05 to 2010. With two albums, Saint Elsewhere and The Odd Couple. And I'm, I think they had more underground work too. But I just don't know the names of those projects off the top. But like Gnarls, Barkley, like there's a lot of songs that they made like I connected to. And I really appreciate them for that. Like, you know what I mean? I have that deep appreciation for, like, when I heard Smiley Faces for the first time, bruh, I feel like my world changed. When I heard Crazy for the first time, I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. It was so, it was something so pleasant about that day. Is that what he says? I'm going to Google the lyrics for that. Hold on. Genius. Also, shout out to Genius. Um the the website for like lyrics and shit i know they get a lot of crap but like they're really for the most part reliable it's like the genius is like the wikipedia of like for song for like music (laughs) so like your professors and shit in school tell you don't use wikipedia because it could you know it could be false but like most of the time it's right (laughs) uh narls barkley uh what's the name crazy Nate crazy by narls barkley I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. It was something so pleasant about that place, right? Like, I be talking to some people. I know they be walking away from that conversation and be like, yo, Denzel's fucking crazy. <laughs> I know you guys who listen to this podcast be thinking like, yo, Denzel is crazy. But that's okay, like. You know, I I appreciate that. And I appreciate that someone was able to make a song about that. Like, being like so you that it could be perceived as crazy, right? My delivery, like the way I do a podcast. This is not a traditional way to do a podcast, right? I'm just talking about mad shit. I'm going in mad different directions. There's no flow here other than the very beginning. And even in the very beginning, there's no flow. It's like, yeah, I want to do that. And so, like, I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. It was something so pleasant about that place. Like, that's a fact. Like, I remember that. That shit resonated with me so much, you know? Or they got another song called um, Who Cares? Um, Basically, I'm complicated. I have a hard time taking the easy way. Um fuck and it's uh, uh, basically the the gist of the song is like CeeLo is singing about all his problems he's singing about all his ailments he's singing about all the shits that going on in his life all his stressors and he's saying well I can go on and on and on but who cares right like that shit resonated with me so much like oh man I just was like man these people don't know me but they're like singing about my life. And that shit is so awesome to find like, to find music like that. 
to like really touch you, touch your heart. Who's Gonna Save My Soul is one of the most emotional songs ever. And even the video they did on they did that on purpose. And I, I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before too. The video is it's a it's a girl guy and a girl breaking up at a diner, regular no frills type diner. And the girl's breaking up with the guy, and the guy literally cuts his heart out, cuts his heart out and puts it on the dinner on the diner table. And the heart starts singing to the girl like pleading like literally his whole heart is like pleading with her. And the girl not buying it. And then the heart dies at the end of the video. Who's going to save my soul? But like, I remember listening to that shit and like how much it resonated. But even it doesn't even always have to be R&B. Like, I remember when Kendrick Lamar dropped I Love Myself. Oh, that was such a great song. I love myself. Or We Gonna Be Alright, Kendrick Lamar. That song was so great. Nas, New York State of Mind. That song was so great as a New Yorker, right? Um, Kanye West and Kid Cudi Reborn off Kid See Ghost. That song legitimately helped to change my life. I'm so, I'm so reborn. I'm moving forward. Keep moving forward. I love that song. And all these songs I'm naming, you should probably listen to. (laughs) Or when Kanye dropped 808s and Heartbreak and like everyone shitted on it. But when you listen to songs like Love Lockdown, you listen to songs like Welcome to Heartbreak, you listen to songs like um, Paranoid, and like how much they resonate with you, how much the artist can really capture how you're feeling at a moment. I have had a feelings where I was super paranoid. I've had feelings, Kanye sings in... um. I love lockdown. I'm not loving you the way I wanted to, right? Like there were songs where I was people, there was someone that was in my life that I really loved and I couldn't love them the way I wanted to, you know? <laughs> like you really feel it. Like you you really feel it. And if I was to answer a question, like if it was like a Twitter or Instagram Q&A, like Denzel, why do you love music so much? Music is the thing that helps me, that can help tap into your emotions better than anything else for me. It helps me tap into my emotions or it can, it has a way of being able to tap into my emotions better than anything else. The right artist, the right song on the right day could get me in that mood, right? Could get me in that vibe. When I heard Me and Your Mama off, off Awaken My Love by Childish Gambino, I felt like I was listening to 70s, funk like parliament type shit like you know and it was fucking awesome when i heard my beautiful dark twisted fantasy kanye for the first time and uh i fantasized about this back in chicago mercy mercy me that mercy alago i felt like i was sitting with him as he was painting that picture when nas raps on new york state of mind you get that picture when kanye on spaceship like, like, you feel it when Jay-Z is rapping on Can I Live? You feel it when Tupac is rapping on Ambitions as a Rider. You feel it. 
music that that feeling when when DMX rapping on stop being greedy when he rapping on um who we be you feel it right when DMX is rapping and he's on who we be and he say these motherfuckers don't know who we are you feel that shit and music just do that so this is like my like love letter to music or like my plead to music like please music still be music like i can see the changes i see those and tupac i see no changes i look up in the mirror and i ask myself is life worth living should i blast myself bro like music please still be music like don't change i love you too much and like really like you if you if you really want to tap into like some real feelings and emotions like really listen to some soul man listen to some soul music or even like everyone has different music that puts them in a different place i can't say i feel like the best music for emotional type quality is like a beyonce or like a mary J or jasmine sullivan or jill scott or marcia ambrosius you know, soul singers, Lauren Hill, even very much too. That's why Miseducation of Lauren Hill, she can still show up late to concerts because that album is so still fucking good, so good. It's just like so good. Like she can still be late to concerts. <laughs> the music is so good. She can still be late to concerts. Um, Like, but like everyone else, because there could be somebody out there who I'm just going to make up the artist who loves Papa Roach. You know, I'm just randomly think of his name, right? Cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. Suffocation, no breathing, right? That's for someone out there. I'm sure when they heard that song for the first time, they really felt like Papa Roach understood them or he, he helped tap them into that emotion where maybe they felt like they, that was their last resort, right? Or even... um the song like wake me up inside uh, i think that's evanescence i don't know the name of that song but like maybe a person out there who loves that genre of music when they heard that song for the first time maybe they felt like that right or you know when you all have your your that moment of self-discovery in music you you you, you find yourself in the music you discover yourself in the music or the artist really like resonates with you so everyone's version of that is different my version would be the Mary J's and the Jasmine's and the Jill Scott's because my mom loved Jill Scott. So she listened to her all the time. I have a different connection to Jill Scott as to someone out there who's probably saying, who the fuck is Jill Scott, right? <laughs> and Jill Scott has an album literally called, who is Jill Scott? Like these motherfuckers really know what they're doing. Like there's a real art in this. And that's the shit I really love. Um, so I just don't want that to die. But I do want there to be a space for sexy reds to exist. I just don't want there to be only sexy reds to exist because we need Jill Scotts. In a world of sexy reds, we need a Jill Scott. In the world of Didi Osama, we need uh, Kendrick Lamar. In the world of, you know, um, you know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. So, yeah. That's just like, that was like all over the place. And yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. What else do we got? (laughs) 
what else do we got? What else do we got? Uh, yeah, so I talked about the end of the summer stress. This is the only things I had written down. <laughs> Stressed out. End of summer stress. Personal things. How has the stress affected me? <laughs> and riff on, I put in parentheses as just like a small, I wanted to focus on that for like 10 minutes. How Riff on how songs can capture moods. I talked about that shit for like 30 minutes. I wonder how much editing I'm, I'm going to have to do on this one. <laughs> um, oh, but la- okay, but I'm glad I did look at this because to cap it all off in this whole whirlwind is resolutions moving forward. So like one thing that I have learned in therapy is like sometimes you get so focused on the problem, you live in the problem. And things don't change unless you actively try to change them. You cannot lose weight unless you actively want to, unless you actively change the things you eat, unless you actively go and exercise, and you know, and, and unless you actively break out of those old patterns. You can't expect change without applying changes right hello so like you can't live in the problem and that is like a big lesson from that therapy has taught me you gotta start you gotta address the problem you gotta understand the problem you gotta feel the emotions that come with the problem but then you gotta move on from the problem you have to find solutions to the problem and you don't have to find the solutions right away but you gotta stop being a victim and you got to stop um, living in that. So what are my resolutions moving forward as an address to this, as, as, a, as a way to deal and how to address this stress that I've been going through? I'm really grateful to be back in school. School is helping me, right, uh, exercise that muscle in my brain. I really want to be a writer. I really want to pod full time. I really like media. I really like TV. I really like these things. It's really helping that part of my mind, right? It's exercising it. It's literally like an exercise, like the exercise of your brain. And when you work out, you are sore. Your muscles hurt. You're in pain. It's hard to walk, but you feel good, right? You feel, Damn, I did that, though. I was on that fucking stair climber for fucking an hour. Hell yeah, right? Like, I fucking killed that exercise bike. Or I murdered those kettlebells today. I, I killed that medicine ball today. You, you leave out the gym with like so much positive energy, right? So I understand that me not being in the gym has affected me, right? So boom, what is the solution to this problem? I got to be back in the gym. What's the solution to this problem? I'm back in school. I'm exercising that part of my brain. What's another? I got to take stop taking things so personal. Sometimes when motherfuckers do shit, you, even though they're doing it to you, you're the last person that they're thinking about, right? Sometimes people do shitty things and you can't for the life of you think of why they would do that to you. But you also got to take a step back and say, okay, but what are they going through? Because if they willing to do type, some type shit like that to you, what's in their mind, right? You got to stop taking things so personal. You got to really focus and be be the best kind of selfish in the way that 
you have to be so driven for your goals that the bullshit that people want to throw at you won't even phase you. It won't even bother you. It won't even knock you off because that's all they're trying to do. They're just trying to knock you off. You got to have that tunnel vision. And school is that reminder. Like when for me, when I'm in that motherfucking studio, I'm like, yo, bro, this got to be my life. (laughs) And the other shit that's pissing me the fuck off is because I'm not doing this. (laughs) Right. So. You know, you got to be solutions based. You you, you got to be not necessarily not. You don't want to ignore your problems. You want to fully look at your problems and address them and address how they make you feel. But you got to move on. You got to move forward. I'm so I'm so reborn. I'm moving forward. Keep moving forward. And so. That's what I got to resolve to do. That's why it's called a resolution. Um, Yeah. So, like, you know, I got to be more active with my walking. Got to be more active in the gym. Got to let other bullshit not affect me. And I can't take it so personally, you know. And understand that the world is full of bullshit. You know, that's a Virgo problem, right? I'm a Virgo moon. And so I want... Which is really fucked up. And I, I got to look at God on this one. Like, your sun is... So I'm just randomly explain this because I keep talking about moon. And I'm sure people out there is like, what the fuck is a moon? Your sun is your zodiac sign that you're most familiar with. So that goes with your birthday. So I'm a Scorpio, right? My birthday is November 8th. So I fall into that line of Scorpio, right? Just based off my birth. And because I'm born on November 8th, you know, there are certain things that are in my core, right? Scorpios have problems with trust. Scorpios have problems with um, jealousy. Scorpios have problems. Well, I never had that problem. That's like one thing I'm glad that missed me. I've never been a problem with like jealousy. Um, but Scorpios have problems with that jealousy, trust. Scorpios are, are very like uh, promiscuous. You know what I mean? Look at future. Look at Drake. Like they're Scorpio men. Look at SZA. She's a Scorpio woman. Very promiscuous. Um, That's just like at your core of who you are. That's your sun. That's your birthday. But your moon is what deals with your emotions and your mood. So so that deals with like how you express emotions, how what things dictate your moods. So as a Virgo moon, though, if you know anything about the sign of Virgo, Virgo is the most analytical sign of the zodiac. Virgo is an analyzer. Virgo is meticulous. Virgo is a perfectionist in a world that cannot be perfect. A Virgo is a perfectionist in a world that they know is not perfect. Maybe that's, and that's why, again, why I love Beyonce so much. Because to me, Beyonce makes perfect music. Like she, and she's literally trying to. There's never a time where you hear a Beyonce song and it'll be like this podcast where it's just all over the place. Beyonce knows exactly how to hit that note, where the drum needs to come in, and how to write to express this mood exactly the way she wants to express it, exactly the way she wants to, you know, do it. Like, she's like, you know, like she's being super precise with it. Like, if you watch Homecoming, 
that is the essence of a Virgo, right? Beyonce, like she's the Virgo queen. And I'm not trying to say this like I'm praising her, like she's some kind of no, but I'm just like trying to really explain like what a Virgo is and what how it could be like, how you can find it in a person. Kobe Bryant, Virgo, right? Kobe was so obsessed with getting better, so obsessed with the craft, so obsessed with his footwork, with his mechanics, so obsessed with like the process of getting better, of learning, of training, of being dedicated, right? He was the ultimate like version of a Virgo, right? So now emotions and, and emotions are where you cannot be precise, right? People don't want to go to therapy because they don't want that uncontrollable emotion where you talk about that thing and you cry in front of another person you break down you become vulnerable so now my moon sign is virgo so to emotionally on an emotional level i'm analytical (laughs) that's some bullshit (laughs) that's some bullshit (laughs) On an emotional level, I'm analytical. That's some bullshit. Like, come on, bro. But that's why maybe her music has always had a way of, because she crafts music that can really appeal to my emotions and how I suppose I would express emotions. If I was heated, I would say some shit like that. I got a lot of bands. I got a lot of Chanel on me. But I got to fan myself off. I got to cool it down because I'm heated. I would say some shit like that. I would. I would literally say some shit like that in conversation. Like, so, you know, I hope that's like in some kind of way explaining it. Because I know a lot of people also don't like horoscopes and the Zodiac. Fuck the horoscopes. But morally the Zodiac because they feel like people just use their Zodiacs to justify shitty things that they do to others. And also, no one actually explains what it means. No one explains what the signs are. No one explains what a moon is. No one explains to you what the core of a Scorpio is, right? Everyone says a Scorpio is toxic. That's, so you just keep regurgitating what you heard, but no one really understands, right? People say um, things like lion Libras, right? That's just something you hear. But what is it about Libra that makes them so prone to lying? Like, no one gives you that explanation, right? And I see more Virgo shit. <laughs> but that is why people don't really respect the Zodiac. But the Zodiac is really, like, big shit. Like, it's big shit. And um, so that's sun, moon, and the rising, a rising or an ascendant. And just so I'm explaining it to you so you understand what it is. Uh, a rising or an ascendant is how you present yourself to others. So characteristics of that zodiac sign is how people, what people pick up potentially when they first meet you, when, when they first encounter you. So my rising is cancer. So uh, the things about cancer is like gentle, warm, right? Like a mom. Like if you have any friends who are cancers, you notice that they're like the mom of the group. Or, like, they're, like, really, like, tapped into their emotions. Like, they cry at the drop of a hat. Like, if, if you're around some cancers, people who are born. Um, what's cancer? Uh, June. 
I have a phone. How about I just look it up? <laughs> Instead of trying to guess, right? Why don't why don't we just find out when it is? Cancer zodiac. Cancer falls from June 21st to July 22nd. So if you have any friends born from that time, in that time frame, you probably notice like, damn, they're a crybaby. Or like they're really like motherly. They're real gentle, right? Like, you know, you. So, so as a rising sign, when someone meets me for the first time, maybe they say that about me. Maybe they have those, those inclinations about me. Oh, man, Denzel's real gentle. You know, Denzel. But if you get to know me and you see that Scorpio, you're like, oh, nah, Denzel really fucking crazy. Like, he a fucking crazy. He's savage. And then the Virgo comes in and it's like, yeah. <laughs> We got to regroup. Let's regroup. <laughs> Let's regroup. <laughs> like, I really be looking in the mirror and I be saying that shit. Let's regroup. Like, shout out to Haha Davis again. But like, like, for real, let's regroup. Like, all the shit Scorpio that is a Scorpio. All the shit that is Virgo and all the shit that is Cancer. Like, yeah, I understand why, you know, I understand why I am this way. Because how could I not be? And also, God, I'm looking at you again. <laughs> Why would you do this to me? <laughs> oh, shit. All right. So now look. All right. Now I'm rambling. Now I know I'm rambling. But uh, back to where I was originally at. Resolutions, you got to resolve to change. And I will do those things, right? I will do those things. And I will use this time and remember this. And I will reflect on this. Man, when you were that stressed out, it was because of X, Y, and Z. And so now when I when that shit happens to me again, I'm going to remember. So, like, if I'm stress eating, I'm going to know why, you know, then there's no excuses. You know, I'm going to just hold myself to that standard. I'm human and I'm going to fail, right? I'm going to fall short of goals at times and I'm going to let people down. I'm going to let myself down at times. I am flawed. In my creation, I am flawed. But at the same time, in order to get where I feel like I want to go and to be the person who I want to be, you know, you really got to be driven. You know what I mean? But I will fall. You know, I will. Um, Travis Scott has a great song on his album, Utopia. And I'm not going to talk any more about music for this pod because it's I've been going crazy. But it's a song with Dave Chappelle, my guy, another Virgo. Um, and Dave Chappelle is just in random parts of the song saying, I fall, I get up, I fall, I get up. And when I first heard it, I'm thinking like, why would he place that in the song? But now as I'm like going through this, you know, this, this audio diary, I suppose, I understand because you do, you're, you really driven, but you're going to fall. And it's not about falling. It's about getting up. It's not about the problem. It's how you resolve. It's not about the the stressor. It's how you overcome it, right? It's not about the trial and the tribulation. It's how you make it a triumph, right? It's not about the destination. It's about the journey, like, really, like, going through this shit and the, the, the this shit, when you in the mud, is really what it's about. It's about the mud. It's about the mud, bro. 
it dead ass is. It's it's not about the white picket fence and the mansion. It's not. It's about the mud. Like you gotta you gotta look at yourself and say, let's regroup and you gotta jump in that fucking mud. Cause it's about the mud. And yeah. Yeah. Shit gotta get muddy. Do I have anything else? Let me review. Um, BronxBiasPod.com. I got to shout that out, of course. Uh, the hoodies, T-shirts, tote bags, stickers I got for sale. Got the Bronx Bias blog on there. Some of my writings up there. My other appearances on pods. If you're a writer or creator of any kind and you want somewhere to display your work, hit a brother up. Uh, BronxBiasPod.com. We got the contact form up there. You can also hit me up on IG and, tw- and Twitter. I'm still going to be calling it Twitter. I'm not ever going to be calling it X. What the fuck is it? X. Elon Musk. This, this nigga, bro. Uh, my IG is Rogers Neighborhood. R-O-D-G-E-R-S-N-E-I-G-H-B-O-R-H-O-O-D. Twitter is Rogers Neighborhood. R-O-D-G-E-R-S-N-G-H-B-R-H-D. There are just no vowels on Twitter in neighborhood. Um, so if you're a creator... And you want to get your shit on the blog, you can hit me up on the website or any of my socials that I just named. Um, if you want to find out how potentially you could be a guest on this podcast, you could do the same with the contact form or hit me up on socials. If you want to submit some questions to the show, contact form, hit me up on socials. Say it with me. Contact form and hit me up on socials. <laughs> um, and also check out the TKG podcast, which is a podcast I'm doing at the college um with my guys christian and anthony um yeah tkg podcast bronxbiaspod.com say it with me hit me up on socials bronxbiaspod.com tkg podcast bronxbiaspodcast that's nice i like i like how i tied a bow on that with that um and i'm gonna do something on the pod that i have not done before because I've been talking about Beyonce this entire show, really. This is like a Beyonce episode. Maybe I should make the cover her. I had a great cover, though. But I am not. I didn't talk about the NFL. So, yeah, I got to change that cover. Fuck. More, it's always something to do. <laughs> um, but I'm going to play the song I played as the intro as my outro. So, we're going to fade you guys out with a great, great, great song. And it is called Heated by Beyonce off of the album Renaissance. So we, we did something for the first time on this episode. We introed with a song and we're going to outro with the song. So this has been the Bronx Bias Podcast, man. And this has been a really great episode. And I really have enjoyed recording this. And future episodes of this podcast will be like this. So the former way that you're used to hearing that podcast, if you really like hearing that, I would suggest TKG because these future episodes of these podcasts will be just like this. (laughs) I'm saying it again. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we're going to fade you out with Beyonce uh, heated off the album Renaissance. This has been the Bronx Bias Podcast. My name is Denzel. BronxBiasPod.com. TKG Podcast. Follow me on socials. Um and uh yeah i'm trying to think do i have anything else because i hate when i stop recording and then one thing gets in my mind but i don't have anything else 
And make the art you want to make, bro. Just make the art you want to make. Make the art you want to make. Okay? And we are out.
looks a mess. <laughs>